And greetings, everyone. This is Terry Naturally with another edition of Terry Talks Nutrition. We're here every Saturday and Sunday morning from 8 o'clock until 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. And we are here primarily for you, hoping that we can add more life to your health, more life to your body, and more vitality. And it only takes a change of your diet. Oh, that's a big change, though. I know that. And it takes a lot of discipline. And you may have to give up some of your favorite foods. Because if you're focused on sweets, fast food, junk food, and if that makes up your diet, and you have pain, you have inflammation, you are sick all the time, Every time a cold or flu goes around, you've got it. And maybe you've even experienced COVID-19. You can't stay on the same diet that may be causing all of your conditions. And truly, 98% of all of our diseases, just think about that, diseases that doctors prescribe drugs for, and that people are challenged with are brought about by our choices. You and I have the greatest responsibility for our health than anyone else. No doctor is in charge of your health. No doctor will influence your health. And no doctor will cure your disease. And no drugs will either. But food can. Because food, good or bad, fuels your body, good or bad. So we need to make some intelligent and wise choices if we want to be healthy. It's as simple as that. Well, it's hard to do. It's simple, but it's hard to do. You might be addicted to sugar. You might be addicted to sweets. You might be addicted to a lot of the junk food. I know it's easy, convenient, doesn't take any time. But you suffer from the consequences if you are eating a lot of junk food. You can't continue the same path and expect different results. If you're sick and tired, You've got to make changes. Because food is what causes us to have good health or bad health. It's not the draw of the lucky. It's not because we are fortunate or unfortunate. It's not because God is mad at us. We don't have anyone to blame for our health but us. If you're not happy with your health, then there's got to be some changes. And that's why we're here. Just a couple hours a day, excuse me, a week, just to help you understand that food is your medicine. For millions of years, the diet was primarily proteins and fats. Yeah, fats. Animal fats. Butter, cream, lard, animal fats. 
some vegetables, low sugar fruits. And in those days, they weren't genetically modified. They weren't made to be sweeter. They weren't made to not bruise, not spoil. But everything today is how do we make it sweeter, better, last on the shelf longer, because today food is growing for profit, not for nutrition. And nature provides it for nutrition. Don't change it. It may not be as pretty. It may have worms. But eat around the worms. If you're eating an apple, it should have worms. Sorry about that. But that's because worms know there's, it's healthy. Not sprayed. Not toxic. Pesticides, fungicides, herbicides. All these toxic sprays that keep the food from rotting or spoiling. And it should. Always make sure the food you eat spoils. But eat it before it spoils. Because when it spoils, it's alive. It should spoil. They're making food so that when you cut an apple open, it never browns. All these foods are engineered to be more sustainable. But that's not nature. That's not the way it was supposed to be. So we can change our diet and change our health. Now, I just talked to a lady the other day that said, um, you know, I've got really serious inflammation. I have pain all the time. I said, how long have you had this pain? Oh, she said, I can't even remember how far back. I know many years I've been struggling with this pain. Nobody can give me an answer to my pain. I said, well, make sure you talk to your doctor. Oh, she said, I have. And he hasn't helped. I have all this pain. Well, I told her, pain comes from inflammation. So you have to reduce the inflammation. She said, well, what would you suggest? I would say, well, curcumin for one. And grapeseed extract is another one. She said, well, I've tried all of them. How long have you tried them? Oh, at least for a week. And I said, you've been struggling for years with your pain. And we don't know how much damage has been done to your body from the pain. That might not be reversible. So you need to change your diet. And I gave her my recommendations of the diet. That is an anti-inflammatory diet. And then I suggested curcumin, grapeseed extract, maybe even andrographis. And I said, but you need to stay on it for a minimum, minimum of three to six months. Maybe a year. We can't go for decades with diseases and pain and inflammation and expect to reverse it within a week. Now, I know you can reverse it. I know you can prevent diseases. I know you can slow down the process of many diseases. Maybe not entirely turn them around but make them better. You may still have a disease, but you'll live longer with it and less harmful symptoms. 
but it takes time. But I'm absolutely convinced that a low-carbohydrate diet with plenty of good quality animal protein and fats, good fats, not the bad fats, but the good healthy fats, like olive oil or macadamia nut oil or avocado oil. These are good oils that are loaded with essential fatty acids. Essential. And proteins are made up of essential amino acids. There's no essential sugar in carbohydrates. There's no essential carbohydrates. We can be healthier, but it's based on our choices. I'm convinced that in time, you'll see changes that are unimaginable while you're suffering from pain. You think that's where you're stuck. You're not stuck there. You're just stuck with what you're doing. You're stuck with the same diet. You're stuck with the same choices. You're stuck with not making changes. We need to make changes. You may not like it. You may not want to give up some of the favorite foods you have. You know, the desserts, the chips, all the stuff that's unhealthy. You have to strive for healthiness. So that's why we're here. We're here every Saturday and Sunday to share information with you as how to be more healthy. And you can be. And it's not because of drugs. Not because your doctor is making a change to your life. I have a good friend that's a medical doctor. Seven years of med school. About six hours, six hours out of seven years on health and nutrition. Your doctor doesn't know how to keep you healthy. Your doctor hopes to keep you alive. And drugs do that. Drugs are necessary in emergencies, in a crisis, in a chronic disease. Because sometimes nutrition is, will change your life. But it takes time. And in some cases, some people may not have time. If you're in an accident, nutrition and supplements are not going to help. They'll help later. But you need a drug. You need surgery. You need medical care. That's what doctors are for. But 98% of all the diseases that are in the American lifestyle is brought about by our choices. Cardiovascular disease, poor circulation, varicose veins, heart attacks, strokes. They're all brought about by what we choose, how we choose to live and eat. Type 2 diabetes, obesity, you know, just obesity. You know what that, why that, how that's caused? By eating the wrong food and too much. And we can change that. 91% of all of Americans are overly fat. A gentleman was in the ER 
with a wound to his foot and it caused infection because they couldn't take care of it. Because they couldn't even bend over to see the wound. He was so fat. Now, we don't have to be fat. I believe that 98% of the people that struggle with losing weight can lose weight if they choose the right diet. There might be some, some, and I would say about 2 to 5% of those that are overly weight, overly fat, obese, is due to hormones being out of balance. But, by choosing the low-carbohydrate diet over time, you will bring back into balance all of your hormones and have a healthier body. So we can make some really, really good choices. And I hope you don't just listen to this program and then do nothing about what you're hearing. Because you can make changes today, tomorrow, for the rest of the week and the rest of your life. If you want to have a quality of life that you're going to really, really enjoy it, you've got a tremendous amount of energy. Chronic fatigue is gone. Burnout is gone. Lack of energy is gone. All the pain has subsided drastically, significantly. So you feel better. You can jump out of bed, not fall out of bed. Or get up out of bed so stiff, so full of pain. It takes you a hot shower, a couple cups of coffee to get you moving. You'll jump out of bed. And you'll get out of bed early after having a really good night's sleep because you slept without pain. I bet I'm, I'm describing all of America. Stress, pain, fatigue, burnout. That's America. And we have had a lot of things to be stressed out about. But if you're eating right, you handle the stress, you cope with the stress much more effectively. And it does not have life-changing side effects. We'll always have stress. There's always going to be something that comes into our life that we don't want to have to deal with or to cope with. And for some people, that just throws them out of kilter. Throws them for a loop. They can't handle stress. Because the body today, most Americans are eating a ton of carbohydrates, primarily all refined and processed. So it's white flour, white sugar, and pro-inflammatory vegetable oils. Sugar is pro-inflammatory. Carbohydrates are pro-inflammatory, meaning it makes inflammation. Carbohydrates is another word for sugar, like bread. 
high sugar fruits. Low sugar vegetables are far more effective. Pasta, bread, cakes, pies, pretzels, whatever, whatever. All the flour and grain made foods are another form of sugar. It has to be converted by the body into sugar to be processed and metabolized. But that's all we eat in American diet. All carbohydrates and tons of sugar. You wonder why we're sick? The body does not get any nutrients. And if they have reinforced some amount of vitamins and minerals, they're pitiful in the amounts that we now need. They call it enriched. Well, they took out all the natural nutrients out of the grains because that is a live nutrient foundation and it spoils much quicker. So white flour will last forever, never spoil. There was a study done with Rats. They put rats in two cages. And the rats could eat, eat either whole grains or white flour. And of course, they ate the whole grains. Even rats know what's nutritious. Because they have an instinct to survive. We don't. We have a free will. We can choose anything we want. And if we don't think of the consequences, or somebody doesn't tell us of the consequences, we'll eat anything. If it tastes good, if it's convenient to make, and it was inexpensive, what's to want? That's the greatest food, right? Tastes good, easy to make, doesn't cost much. I'll serve that over and over again. But there's no nutrients. We can't see the nutrients. They're not there. Even if we could see the nutrients. So we are here just to help and nudge, maybe say badger, that we know that you can be healthier. I know you can be free of pain. I know you can be have more energy. But the foundation of our health is the diet. And I always suggest the low carbohydrate diet. Such as the ketogenic diet, the paleo diet, and I read an excellent book by a German doctor. It was first published in German. And then about 20 years ago, it was translated into English. And the name of the book is Live Without Bread. A medical doctor in Austria 
40 years of practice with 10,000 patients. And, and he was his first patient because along about the age of 40, his body was crumbling like everybody else that hits 40. So he started to examine what he was eating, diet, nutrition, and changed his life to around 75 grams to maybe 90 grams of carbohydrates versus the 400 to 500 grams of carbohydrates by most Americans. And he saw most of his diseases or his consequences of his previous lifestyle change. And he started recommending the diet to all of his patients. And he said he saw miraculous changes by giving up the carbohydrates. So all these, whether it's living without bread, meaning the carbohydrates, or the paleo diet, or the ketogenic diet. The ketogenic diet is the most severe change of carbohydrates, down to maybe 20 grams of carbohydrates a day. 20. That's an apple. An apple is about 24 grams of carbohydrates. And the rest of it is animal protein and fat. Plenty of, plenty of fat. When you cut their carbohydrates, you increase your fat to give you the energy and all the health benefits of the fat. Not the vegetable fats, because those are the pro-inflammatory. They make inflammation in the body. Omega-6 fatty acids are pro-inflammatory. But good animal fats, including olive oil, macadamia oil, avocado oil, all of these oils are good oils to even take by the spoonful. And plenty of protein. Most of the diets recommend about a gram of protein per pound of body weight. So if you weigh 150 pounds, you should have 150 grams of protein per day. Most people don't get that, especially the elderly. Breakfast for the elderly is a slice of toast with jam and a cup of coffee. Nothing. It's all sugar. That's why they lose all their muscle strength, all their muscle tone. They can't get out of a chair. They need someone to take their arm so they walk down the hall of the nursing home or go to the doctor. They can't even get up the curb crossing the street because they don't have the strength in their legs. Changing your diet will change all of that, including your muscle tone. But it's hard for those people that I would say are very, very sick, that have cancer, MS, Parkinson's disease, or ALS, or all of those other neurological diseases, Alzheimer's disease, they should be on the ketogenic diet because that is going to be the fastest, most sure way to get results. But 20 grams for most people is quite restrictive. So those people that are mostly healthy and have some conditions that they want to change, but they're getting around, they're okay. They have pain, they're tired, exhausted, they have burnout, 
Um, they might have type 2 diabetes, not life-threatening at the time. So they may not want to restrict their carbohydrates as significantly as they do on the ketogenic diet. So somewhere about 75 to 90 grams of carbohydrates for most people, and that you can live with. It's tough to live with 20 grams of carbohydrates daily. And if you want to lose weight or you'd like to lose weight, there is no surer way to lose weight than cutting out your carbohydrates. You can have all the protein you want, all the fats you want, some vegetables, that are, especially those that grow above the ground because they're, they're not starchy. Those that grow in the ground are high in starch, like potatoes, beets, carrots, and then they turn into sugar in the body. Starches convert to sugars. So, you don't even have to count calories. You don't have to measure portions. You can have as much food as you want or the foods that you are allowed to have on any one of the diets. You'll never walk away from the table hungry because you want to make a lifestyle change that you can live with but still be healthy. The weight will fall off you like leaves off a tree in wintertime. It just happens. And sometimes you have to switch to a higher level of carbohydrates at some point because you're losing too much weight. People on the ketogenic diet continue to lose weight and if you reverse it by adding more carbohydrates to the point that you can tolerate without causing any side effects, then your weight loss will stop or slow. The diet is the foundation of your health. Not drugs. Not even supplements. You can't have a bad diet and take supplements to make up for a bad diet. And you can't out-exercise a bad diet. You can't outrun or run away from a bad diet. Eating a bad diet and know that you're fat and out of shape and then run. That doesn't make any sense. You got to change the diet. Diet, diet, diet. Change the diet to change your health. All right, I've got to take a break. We're at the bottom of our hour and we're going to come back with some more really wonderful topics for you. We're going to talk about acne and we're going to talk about how exercise can boost your memory. We'll talk about migraine promoting diets. We'll talk about Lyme's disease and how to stop chronic indigestion. And we have a lot more that we'll share with you in the second half of our program. So don't go away. I'll be back right after these messages. So stay with me right here on Terry Talks Nutrition. I'm Terry Naturally. Well, welcome back, my friends. We're here on Terry Talks Nutrition. I'm Terry Naturally. We're here to the top of the hour and we'll share more information with you. I hope you are not sitting down listening to this radio program with a cup of coffee and a donut. At least switch that donut to an apple or a cup of blueberries or blueberries and cream, whole cream. All these fats, my friends, are so healthy for you, you can't believe it. 
I know people are saying, fat, I am fat. I don't want to eat any more fat. Or my doctor told me not to eat fat because I would have a heart attack. Doctor, prove it. There is no proof to that. There's no science to that. People have been brainwashed by the constant shout of fats are bad for us, which started in the 1950s. We have had 70 years of brainwashing that fats are bad for us. Fats are not bad for us. So let's jump on into our featured topic, acne. A lot of children are bothered with acne, some adults. So what really causes this condition? It is the most common skin condition in the United States, acne. And it doesn't happen because the skin is dirty. There's a lot of soaps that are sold to make sure that you wash your face good. Well, it's not caused by being or having a dirty face. Acne actually occurs because the sebum, S-E-B-U-M, sebum, which is the oil that keeps our skin from drying out, when it combined with dead skin cells, plugs the hair follicles in the pore of the skin. If the plug is infected by bacteria, it creates a red, swollen, pus, P-U-S, pus-filled acne pimple. So in other words, acne involves abnormal clumping of the cells in the pores of the skin, the follicles, with increased oil production of the skin cells, with bacteria, then causing inflammation. Everything that's wrong with us has a bottom foundation of inflammation. And every American, I'm only assuming this because I don't know every American, but I can guess that almost every American has inflammation. Some inflammation. That means it's your heart, type 2 diabetes, obesity, Alzheimer's disease, MS, Parkinson's disease, all of these conditions, arthritis, both rheumatoid and osteo, based on inflammation. Reduce inflammation and you'll reduce almost all of your diseases. Our diet is a pro-inflammatory diet. The carbohydrates, the sugar, the vegetable oils with additional stress causes inflammation. Drugs cause inflammation. So what triggers, in this case, acne of the face? High-carb diets. Hmm. Remember what I said about low-carb being the best choice? For all conditions. 
eating high foods, or I should say eating foods high on the glycemic index makes acne worse. Foods that convert to sugar or are sugar in themselves spikes a blood sugar level in the bloodstream which can also increase hormones and cause inflammation. The hormones can stimulate oil production which in turn can trigger acne. In fact, one survey found that 86% of participants who began a low-carb diet saw improvements in their skin. Other than the high-carb diets, which I believe is the number one cause of acne, we also want to deal with stress. When we have stress, there are two hormones from the adrenal gland that act together. They're in concert with each other. So when one goes high, its opposing hormone goes low. So when you have a lot of stress, the hormone called cortisol, if you have high levels of cortisol, it aggravates acne. And one study found that college students, and mostly you see acne in younger people, high school, college, hormone-related, and also they're all on a carb diet, high-carb diet, junk food. I have friends in fact, I have a, an MD, a medical doctor, going through med school, low on cash, studying like crazy, and living on mac and cheese every day. That's the life of college students in many cases, and many high school kids are eating a lot of junk. So they have more severe acne because they are eating these types of diets plus the stress of doing exams than at any other times of the school year. Combined with the diet and stress. So we need to change our hormone levels. Women may experience acne flare-ups before their menstrual cycle. Hormone-related, stress level, bad diet, all comes together and brings the woman down into a crash. Now, there are some nutrients that can help. But again, low-carbohydrate diet. I can't emphasize that enough. That is the diet that we should follow primarily. If you look at the three to five million years of our ancestors, it was a protein fat diet. Animal. They were the hunters and the gatherers. Then along came the Industrial Revolution. 
And that's when we started eating grains and carbohydrates over the last, just over the last 10,000 years. But that's only been less than 0.2% of the entire time of our ancestors. So it's a very, even 10,000 years sounds like a long time. It's a, just a blip on the radar screen or the, the peak of an iceberg. Just a tip. So a very short period of time. And our bodies have not been able to adjust and adapt to carbohydrates. So diet is number one. Change the diet. And then here are some nutrients that can be beneficial. Sulfur. S-U-L-F-U-R. Sulfur. It's a natural acne fighter. It has antibacterial activity, especially in the gut, to prevent buildup of toxic bacteria. It helps stop the overproduction of oil to prevent the pores from being blocked and clogged. And then add potassium, which keeps toxic bacteria and fungi in the intestines in check. Promotes liver and kidney detoxification. And vitamin A. A is so important for the health of the skin. And to prevent infection. But now this is real vitamin A. The retinol form of vitamin A. Not beta carotene. Beta carotene is not the same as vitamin A. Yes, there are some circumstances, some circumstances, where beta-carotene can convert to vitamin A. Not always true in everybody. Some are easier, people are easy converters, some are not easy converters. You can't rely on beta-carotene for your vitamin A. But real vitamin A, the retinol form, Stops the buildup of dead skin cells, which can clog the pores. And it's required to stop inflammation and infection. And required for the immune system. And stops the bacteria, which is linked to the acne breakout. And then zinc. Zinc is so important for the skin. If you ever look at your fingernails and you see white spots on your fingernails, that is a sign of a deficiency of zinc. Zinc is important to building healthy skin. One study found that people with the lowest zinc levels were most likely to have acne flare-ups. But we can also add vitamin C. Panathenic acid. Vitamin B6, chromium, and then burdock is a plant, herb, that has very healing benefits for the skin. And then boswellia for reducing inflammation. So this would be a good program for those that are dealing with acne.
But there are other steps that we really should pay attention to to minimize, minimize acne. And I'm going to say it again. Eat a low-carb diet. In a recent study of teenage boys, those following a low-carb diet, that's all they did. Changed the diet. Got rid of all the carbohydrates. And they followed a low-carb diet. They had a 50% reduction in acne breakouts. Now, I'll bet you a dollar those are better results than your doctor could provide for you with drugs. Diet is better than drugs. Versus those eating an unrestricted, high-carb diet. Eating a high-carb diet is what's causing the acne. So when you take drugs, or even adding supplements, which are going to help, drugs are not going to help, but actually supplements can help, but not if you're going to continue to eat the same garbage. You know the old saying, garbage in, garbage out. And then you have to manage stress. But you'll manage stress much, much easier when you adopt a low-carb diet. So that helps you manage the stress. And then, possibly, take the adaptogenic herbs, which include rhodiola, which is found in the Himalayas, Tibet, Mongolia, Russia, and ashwagandha, an herb that is found primarily in India, will keep the cortisol levels in a normal range. And also I like red ginseng, which also has an effect on lowering stress, but also increasing energy levels. And also there are good German studies that shows red ginseng improves the clarity of mind, better focus, better memory recall, and better learning skills. Your mind is sharper and clearer with a better clarity of mind. And then additional, especially for women, additional hormone support with a supplement called DIM. D-I-M. D-I-M is a compound extracted from broccoli. And it has an effect on balancing the hormones of the body, especially in women. Not a lot in men, but women have a huge impact from DIM. In fact, I would even DIM, I would use DIM and curcumin together. Combination makes it much more effective. Okay, let's throw some exercise into this mix. How exercise can boost your memory. How to improve mental function with exercise, aerobic exercise. 
70 patients in a recent study, ages 55 to 80, with mild cognitive impairment, some dementia, forgetfulness, loss of memory, mild though. They were treated for one year. Half of the 70 patients exercised for 30 to 40 minutes, three to five times a week, with two high-intensity exercise sessions per week. Half of the patients did stretching or toning exercises only. So the result of this test, this study, where half of the patients worked very hard aerobically and half did only stretching or toning exercises. The exercise group that had improved memory and mental function versus the stretching only group, well, the additional oxygen intake, which is based on a measurement, VO2 peak, a measurement of fitness, increased by 10% in the aerobic exercise group, but actually declined in the stretching group. A previous study found that as little as 6% increase decreased the risk of heart disease by almost 10%. These results build on previous studies that have found a 30 to 45% reduction in the risk of dementia and Alzheimer's disease in people who get regular exercise. If you don't use it, you lose it. So, exercise can impact but don't exercise unless you change your diet. I'm that adamant about why eat a garbage diet and then try to exercise on top of that. It doesn't make any sense. Let's do this thing in a synergistic manner. Change the diet to a low-carb diet. Much more protein and fats. Less sugar and carbohydrates. Much, much, much less. So, a lot of people are complaining about migraine headaches. And if you experience migraine headaches, you may want to change your diet. Because if you're eating a migraine-promoting diet, you're just initiating a migraine headache. The pain of migraine headaches sometimes can be excruciating. In fact, it is the fourth most common reason that people actually visit the ER, the emergency room, 
opiates or opioids are commonly prescribed 35% of the time in the ER to treat migraine, headache, pain, and those who suffer from the pain. These painkillers are related to morphine, but have many adverse effects like euphoria, sleep problems, nausea, seizures, constipation, breathing problems, and sedation, and addiction. Tolerance develops after two weeks of continued use, with a 35 times reduction in potency Tolerance leads to increasing frequency of use and then the individual is dependent on these painkillers. And there are many good painkillers that are natural that you will not get addicted to that do not have side effects. I highly recommend a good combination of pain-relieving natural nutrients like curcumin, boswellia, and black sesame seed oil. These three nutrients in a soft gel capsule have a greater relief of pain without the side effects. Much better results with little or no adverse events. Now the best lifestyle change to reduce migraine headaches, migraine risk, is what? Diet. The root cause of migraines is inflammation. Here we go. Inflammation again. Every condition is an inflammatory process. And inflammatory foods, yeah, foods, there are foods that cause inflammation in the body. And these inflammatory foods increase migraine risk and frequency of headaches. A low glycemic index diet, such as the ketogenic diet, or the paleo diet can drastically reduce the risk of migraine headaches. Comparing the effects of a standard low-calorie diet of carbs, fats, and protein versus a low-calorie ketogenic diet, which is fats and protein with little or no carbohydrates, in 35 people with chronic migraine headaches, 74% of the people on the ketogenic diet had at least a 50% reduction in migraine frequency versus only 6% of the people in the standard low-calorie diet group. So we can have fast pain relief. Fast pain relief from all types of pain.
as I mentioned, curcumin, boswellia, blended with black sesame seed oil. A thousand milligrams of these three ingredients in a blend once or several times a day, which is a combination worked as quickly and as effectively as OTC drugs for pain relief in a recent clinical trial. Now, if you want more on how to relieve migraines and other types of pain, look for my book, Dr. Jan McBaron, and I wrote a book on how to relieve pain without side effects. Dr. Jan McBaron, Jan McBaron MC, B-A-R-R-O-N, Dr. Jan McBaron, co-authored this with me as an e-book or a paperback on Amazon. The way to find it quickly is just search for my name, Terry Lemeron. I'm not always, I'm not always Terry naturally. I really do have a name. Terry Lemeron, L-E-M-E-R-O-N-D. Look for Terry Lemeron. How to Relieve Pain Without Side Effects in the book section at Amazon.com To find this book and other books that I have also written and otherwise co-authored with other nutritional and alternative experts. You can find them also on my website at TTN Publishing Series at TerryTalksNutrition.com so my friends, we're out of time, but I'll be back tomorrow with more time. Sunday morning, 8 o'clock until 9 Central Standard Time. Join me again. And if you have friends that you think would have value from listening to this, let them know where they can jump on with us locally or through our website at the radio show section at terrytalksnutrition.com. Say a prayer, my friends, for this crazy, crazy world. God bless you, and God bless America.